Welcome to the Powerline Podcast, the official podcast of Greystone Power. I'm your host, Adam Elrod. This month, I'm actually going to give up the host chair to sit in the guest chair. We'll be talking all about digital communications here at Greystone. Your host is a familiar voice, my boss, Manager of Public Relations and Communications, Ashley Kennard. So let's jump right on in to episode number 24 of the Powerline Podcast. Today, we are taking a deeper dive into digital communications with one of our subject matter experts in that area, brand strategist Adam Elrod. Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So as our brand strategist for Greystone, can you give members a description of what your job entails? My role covers a number of different areas. So I manage our website. I do the videos for the co-op. I work a lot with our mobile apps. Of course, y'all hear me each month on the podcast. I'm also the key person looking at Greystone's brand in general. And then a big piece is also looking at our member satisfaction studies. And then one ever-growing area as well is our targeted communication efforts. I know you stay busy with all that. So it, it seems like there are new ways to communicate every year. And we found that members, like you said, radar digital communications high on their list of preferred communication methods. What types of digital communications does Greystone offer? So we actually run the gambit of digital communications. Our largest digital tool would be our website, which rates as one of our highest satisfactions, not just for the co-op, but among electric utilities just in general in the nation. We have a multitude of email communications that we send out to our members each month, and then some they get throughout the year. Our new outage texting platform is live, which if you go back into our archives for the podcast, we discussed that project with Seth Mitchell in episode number 22. We have two of our apps, which are definitely big digital footprints. And then we also have the Greystone Minute. That's a lot of different communication tools at our disposal. So why does Greystone offer these types of uh, publications and communication outlets? So one thing we know uh, in our department is that when we communicate, members want to be communicated to in multiple ways. And those ways differ depending on a varying amount of topics and ranges. And so by offering a wide amount of publications, members have the opportunity to choose the one that fits them best. So there's always going to be people who want a paper version of communications from their electric utility or any utility that they interact with. But more and more digital is becoming part of our lives. Everybody pretty much has a cell phone. Everybody pretty much has a data plan connected to that cell phone in the U.S. now. So that's one big piece that we focus on. And so this just gives everybody an opportunity, depending on how they want to be communicated to, basically a chance to pick and choose. So as an example, I'm an auditory learner, so hearing information helps it stick with me, where some members may be more visual, and so like our email newsletter could be more their speed. Yeah, and emails, I know, and targeted communications seem to be a really central or common theme when our department talks about uh, ways that we can effectively reach out to members. Can you give us more details on why uh, there are multiple types of emails to members? 
So that's a great question. That's something we have cultivated over the years here at Greystone. Each month, all of our active emails for our members receive our eConnect, which is our e-newsletter. And this is put together uh, by Amanda Busby in our department. And she's able to give members an assortment of information throughout the co-op each month. And there are times that members, though, they're going to need more of uh, more segments of our company, so more targeted information. One way that many members have received that is through emails about our right-of-way trimming. So they'll get those emails only when the right-of-way crews are in their area. So our operation team works diligently They keep our to keep our lines clear by cutting the tree limbs and debris back. Well, they have a schedule and a route that they go on. So they get that to our department. And then what I'll do is I'll take that and I'll use the email that we have and send it out to our members only when they need to see it. So you may see it every few years, but at the end of the day, it's really letting you know some vital information. And it really helps out in two ways. Members have advanced warning of the work being done, so they aren't uh, surprised when they see a crew working in their area. And it also shows them how here at Greystone, we try and take care of the vegetation, try and keep it managed, and it helps minimize outages. And so inside the company as a whole, we continuously look for ways that we can send out this very targeted specific information to our members. Yeah, and another great way that we reach a segment of our members is, of course, through this podcast. And the Powerline podcast is now an award-winning communication tool after taking home a silver award in the National Spotlight on Excellence program. So congratulations to Adam on that. Adam, what do you think has led to the success of the podcast? And what advice would you give to other co-ops or businesses that are looking to start their own podcast? So to put that into perspective for our members, uh, we're competing against a bunch of digital communication and other forms of media. So this is actually the number one podcast in our segment of the Spotlight Award. So I really want to thank members for their support of the Powerline podcast because that's what has gotten us to this point. To get into more of the question, why is it successful? Members are listening. That is definitely the number one answer. But uh, members wouldn't know this, that before I came to Greystone, I actually worked in radio. And one fact that is well known uh, is that many Georgians actually commute at least two hours a day. And so therefore, our consumers are no exception to this rule, especially being so close to Metro Atlanta. So that's time that they're either enjoying music or they're absorbing information. But ultimately, while you're in your car, you're a captive audience to whatever you have on. Even if you don't have anything on, that means you're just listening to nothing. Um, and so with the rise in popularities of podcasts, we thought that it would be a great way for members to get a deep dive into Greystone. So there are no other communication tools here at the co-op that we can go this deep into information. As an example, I would put that most members would not read a publication of me giving the answer like I am right this very second. It just wouldn't be as interesting or as intriguing if you had to go and read about it or maybe even watch a video about it. But the opportunity to just sit and listen, that really starts to grab people's attention. And so that's been one of the huge successes. 
And as far as the what advice would I give, um, I would say know your audience. So we look at our membership. We know our membership. I mentioned that I manage our uh, member satisfaction study. So I see a lot of answers of how members feel about our communication. And one thing that they've said over the years, it's that they want other communication mediums. And so this gave us an opportunity to look at what's our tool set and what can we do. And so we had the tools. We had microphones from the Greystone Minute. We obviously have our computers to do our work. I have a background knowledge in audio editing. So we just had a lot of different tools to be able to go ahead and launch this. And it's a very low cost platform. And so it was just a no brainer that members wanted more. We had the ability to really go out there. So if you are looking to start a podcast, I would definitely say look at your tool set and also know that this isn't going to be your largest reaching communications publication, but it's the one that your customers or consumers or members will get the most information from more than likely. That's great advice. Um, and I want to change gears a bit now and talk about the Greystone Minute, because I know it's been a little while since we've sent out an episode. Um, are there plans to bring the video blog back into normal rotation? The very short answer is yes, there, there are plans. Uh, so definitely one of the biggest tools in our digital communications belt in the past has been the Greystone Minute. Thousands of members will watch it each quarter. As we transitioned into our new headquarters and set up what we call our studio space, it's a very small room where we've been able to get the equipment in. Now we have all of that ready to go. So the plan in place is to bring it back quarterly starting in 2023. We'll call it season two, if you will, of the Greystone Minute. So I am looking forward to bringing that back. Um, you know, it's just a few quick minutes of power pack news for our members. And so where this is a longer form podcast, 10 to 15 minutes, that will be like short snippet information that members can easily digest. Sounds like a plan. So, Adam, I have the same last question for you that you typically offer to all of our guests. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our members? First and foremost, I have to say I would like to thank our members for their support of the Powerline podcast. This is one of my passion projects at the co-op. I really enjoy it, and I really think that we've been able to get a lot of information out that we never would have any other way. And just so they're aware, we do our best to present national award-winning level. Like we won an award, but even without that trophy, we do our best to put out the best audio possible, best information possible, give it to members in multiple ways so they can go on our website, they can get it through a podcast app, they can get it through YouTube. Like we want to make sure that we make it what they want it. And they have really taken to it. Uh, so we far and a wide outpace pretty much any other co-op that I'm aware of or electric co-op, I should say, that has a podcast. Um, we even rank with or above our national trade group in our ECA's podcast on number of downloads. And to kind of put that into a little bit of perspective, our last episode with our CEO, Gary Miller, had over a thousand downloads. So it is our highest ever rated. And that may not sound like a big number, but when you know that the average podcast in America only receives 100 downloads per episode 
and we're traditionally over 700 at the rate we've been going, that really shows that they have latched onto this a medium of communication and really are taking that information and run with it. So I just want to say thank you because we're doing our best, but we're glad that members actually are listening to it because it'd be one thing if it was just me and our studio talking by myself and nobody listened, but y'all really are. And I just want to say thank you. Yes, it is all about our members. Well, Adam, thank you for being the guest on the podcast today. It was my pleasure. That is all the time we have today. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number 24 of the Powerline Podcast. Make sure you go ahead and rate us five stars, hit subscribe, and share the podcast with your friends. This has been the Powerline Podcast. Thanks for listening.